We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the 13th episode of Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am your host, Matt Fralick. Alongside me, Janelle Mackey. Janelle, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you recording in enemy territory right now in Minnesota? Yes, that's correct. It's about 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities, so keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, right? <laughs> sure, I guess so. We're going to recap a little bit of uh, family night. Some transactions had happened today. We'll get into those right away. Officially, Janelle put Jake Ryan on IR with his knee. Not really a surprise there. Another linebacker, C.J. Johnson, put on IR. Released Ethan Cooper. He was an offensive guard. 
do go out and sign a running back, which our episode, our first episode together, was about the running back position. We sign Akeem Judd. What do we know about Akeem Judd? All I really could find is that last year he was an undrafted rookie, and he signed with the Titans, had some injuries, and then got released uh, because of those injuries, ended up getting picked up by the Jets, again put on IR, and then was cut last May, or like this last May. Exactly. For injuries. So exactly. That's all I'm seeing too. about those injuries. Anytime there's a positional player that's like an offensive guy, do what you just did you know you go on you do some research i was on his draft profile and i don't even think he was invited to the combine out of the university of mississippi i found some highlights on youtube akeem the dream is his nickname apparently if that impresses anyone so maybe just a a body to bring into camp honestly this is kind of far-fetched i knew sometimes uh the jets and the patriots used to do this about 10 years ago uh when someone would cut a player they would sign that player on the following week to kind of get some inside information. We play the Titans on Thursday. Do we see him on the field on Thursday, do you think? I I don't see why not. Maybe he'll get a couple carries in. I mean, we don't want our starting running backs to get hurt, so maybe we'll see what he can do. For sure. And it's against his, team, his old team, so you never know. Maybe he'll know how to run against them. Maybe he'll know what to prove. It's hard to say, but... Yeah, he's, he's a young guy that we really don't have much information on, so I feel like if we're going to sign him, we need to play him to find out. Exactly. I know he's number 36. That's that's the next best thing I found from that. Uh, yeah, not much insight on him. Absolutely not. Family Night, previous episode, Andy Herman broke it down a little bit. we got to give you our take on it, though. David Bakhtiari, I would say, was the number one, twisting that ankle. Nothing too serious, thank goodness. Watching that video of him getting hurt. I didn't actually watch Family Night. Everything's, I watched highlights after the fact. He, it could have been a lot worse from what I saw. So thankfully it was just a, a small basketball twisted ankle is what he had came out today and said. It's going to get Kyle Murphy some more reps. Maybe that'll help us in the long term to have a guy that's actually, you know, we have a solid backup if Bakhtiari tweaks it again. Montrevious Adams had a fantastic Family Night. Jamon Moore, really, really good. I think those two guys are definitely made a case to make the 53. I think Montrevious Adams is a for sure. Jamon Moore, we'll talk about that a little bit later. The receiving core is just getting super, super congested with all these bodies that we drafted and that are emerging. And the one guy that I had noticed just from a couple things and everyone talking was Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropping a couple balls that uh, Boyle had thrown to him. Just didn't look that great. I don't really play a lot into Family Night. I've gone to it before, Janelle. I get there. I'm super jacked. I'm like, oh, this is the first taste of Packers in like six months, and then it's just a dud for me. What was your takeaway from Family Night? Aside from all the skills that go with Family Night, I think it's an important thing that needs to happen because it's the first time some of these players really get to play on Lambeau Field. All the rookies, all the people coming in. I think it just gives them a really good taste of what they'll be playing in front of all season. So aside from all the drills and how everything pans out, I think it's just a really important day that needs to happen for these players so that they can get a feel for what Lambo's like. That's a good point. Honestly, didn't even think about that. I'm thinking of as people evaluating talent going in and looking at, you know, the new players and who can, you know, fight for a second or third spot on the team. I don't really approach it from the player standpoint. It was that they need the reps under the lights and all the fans there. 65,000 fans. 
Yeah, sold out, so... Side note, I saw Ian Rapoport of NFL Network talking about how he was impressed by the, mind you, Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles that they filled out a practice with 40,000 people, and he got, I don't know if you saw this, roasted on Twitter. People were just, every single mention was like, yeah, the Packers do that every year. The Packers do that every year. The Packers did, did that two days ago. I thought it was just yeah. really funny. Yeah, Packers and the community always pull everybody out of the water practice today was the ninth practice of the year Randall Cobb returning didn't take a lot of snaps apparently with the receivers kind of just out there going through the motions Kentrell Bryce coming back and again weaning him back Mike Daniels was out there from pictures I saw he was not in pads or didn't have shoulder pads on so it looked like he's kind of just you know taking it easy I know he had tweaked his leg last week Kevin King was out with a shoulder injury most notably not the one that he had surgery on over this offseason. So that's huge. But again, if you don't have one good shoulder and you have two bad shoulders, that's not really going to work. And then Jerry Alexander was out with a groin. Saw some things in practice. I mentioned Marcos Valdez-Scantling. Didn't look that great on Saturday night. Turns out he had a really good practice today. Beat Demetri Goodson on a couple plays. And Janelle, so far, you know, we've only had Jake Ryan get hurt. Thankfully, that's the you know that's I mean it's a huge injury it's, he's on IR he tore his leg that sucks but I just I just try to get through these this last couple weeks until the regular season starts we have about one month until then and anytime I hear anyone like last week with Kenshaw Bryce getting hurt or Mike Daniels it just it makes me so nervous I want to have these guys get their reps in because I know the NFL has mandated less contact and then we rush these guys on the field for a, a preseason game or after a family night anything you want to add from practice or anything you've seen about these injuries? I think you've touched base on most of the injuries, most of the big ones that I've at least heard of. I think, like you're saying, these injuries are a little scary so early on before we've even really gotten into preseason and then the regular season. Hearing about these injuries can kind of scare you a little bit because you don't want it to turn into a bigger injury later on. So hopefully these small injuries help them to pull back a little bit maybe they'll take some less reps and a lot of these guys like Daniels, Bakhtiari, Cobb they're veterans, they know what they're doing they really don't need to be out there straining themselves because we don't want something to snowball into the future and it turn into a bigger injury. I think with the veteran players it's okay for them to pull back a little bit because they're smart, they know what they're doing. Like you said, Bakhtiari is arguably one of the best on the team. He needs to stay healthy, especially because we have struggled with that line and their injuries for so long. Definitely. And I'm just looking back on my notes here. Kevin King, I don't want to get too far into this, but he came out of college with a bad shoulder. He went through training camp last year, kind of banged up. Obviously he hurt his shoulder in the year, and then it's this other shoulder. Again, it's, he just seems like, you know, you look at this frame of his, and it's just... I don't know if this guy's going to hold up for a full season, and that kind of concerns me. I don't want to be pessimistic about him, but you would like to be able to see him get through, I mean, a training camp without an injury or you know something. It just kind of seems like he's just a little bit fragile out there. But I wanted to get talking a little bit about the receiving core. Jamon Moore had a good family night. Marcos Valdez Scantling, not so much. Aquinas St. Brown has been up and down through practice. But then we have this young man, Jake Kumaro, UW Whitewater graduate had played for the Cincinnati Bengals I believe he actually was on the active roster once in his career so far once he was on the 53-man roster a couple highlights I've seen Andy Herman 
was thrown out earlier in the year. I had no idea who this guy was. He's a big dude, like 6'3", 6'4", white kid from UW-Whitewater. Some of these interviews I've heard from Devontae Adams and more notably Aaron Rodgers last night, I saw it on the news, Aaron Rodgers loves this kid. What what have you seen about uh, Jake Kummerow, the the pride of UW-Whitewater? I honestly haven't heard too much just because he is kind of an under-the-radar player right now. But the way you're describing him, like the height and everything, it sounds like he could be the type of body we need out there because obviously losing Jordy Nelson, we need someone to fill in his role as like a downfield blocker, big guy. So you never know. Even if he's not out there catching passes, he could use his body type to work down the field. Definitely. And create, create extra yards for like Cobb or Adams or whoever. For sure. And Rodgers, I don't know. It's, I was watching the ABC affiliate here in, in Green Bay, WBAY, last night. Rodgers could not say enough good things about him. I believe it was must have been after Saturday's family net practice, just talking about how he's doing everything right, puts the ball away. I mean, he could not say enough good things. And they asked him, they said, you know, you guys drafted these three other receivers. What, what do you think the. Uh, the future holds for Jake Kummerow. He says, well, right now, at this point, he uh, I'd want him on the field. I mean, he, he basically went out and said, you know, this is the guy, one of the guys I'd want out there. So I thought that was huge. I mean, Rodgers does say a lot of things about the talent and the personnel often. I don't think it really goes as far, far as he wants sometimes. It's kind of just him giving his opinion because he is very opinionated. Driving home, and I kept thinking about Kummerow. Is, is he really going to be on the rotation for receiver? Probably not, but I could see him filling a role, like you said, he's a big body, filling a role like a Jeff Janis. I could see him being a special teamer. I don't know if he's going to be a star like Jeff Janis was on special teams. Could I mean, I could maybe see Kumaro making his, his way into the field doing that. Eric Winston, former teammate of his, lineman for the Bengals, he had nothing but high praise to say. Aaron Nagler was tweeting about him today, saying the kid always came in, worked his tail off, big talent, and they should be thankful to have him in Green Bay. Let's get through the next couple days of practice. Let's get into a preseason game. I imagine it's going to be a lot of Deshaun Kaiser, Brett Hundley, Tim Boyle, and all the backups. I I mean, Bakhtiari's not going to see the field. I'd be surprised if Cobb did. King probably won't. Jerry Alexander. So it's going to be, you know, first preseason game. It's always interesting just to finally have a kickoff, have an actual game. Any players that you're looking forward to see starting on Thursday I would definitely be interested to see Boyle at okay. quarterback. I've heard a lot of really good things. If you listened to Andy yesterday, you heard him praise him a lot. He really liked what he saw. Loved so, him. Loved him, I would say. He yeah, was man-crushing. He really, he really talked him up. I really want to see how he looks in a game because, obviously, we've seen how Hundley looks in a game. We've seen how Kaiser can look in a game. We don't know how Boyle will look in a game. So I'd be really interested to see what he could do because, obviously – Hundley didn't have a good season last year. It sounds like Kaiser's been struggling a little bit in practice. Good time. Boyle is kind of the guy right now behind Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to see him in a game situation. I don't want to, I hate to make comparisons to last year, but it was almost like when they had Taysom Hill last year or Joe Callahan. Throw him out there, see what he can do, Callahan especially. Kaiser, I'm surprised, has not done anything of substance this year in training camp or in family night. The Packers usually only keep two quarterbacks on the active roster. Who's going to fight for that second spot? One note to also make, everyone's been wondering where Mike Pettin will be when he's coaching this year. A lot of people thought he's one of those gritty guys that'd be on the sideline 10 degrees out, 
yelling at dudes. Uh, turns out he's going to pull the Dom Capers rule and sit up in the box. Your thoughts on that, Janelle? Is that a big deal, little deal? I think it's one of those things that might end up staying a little under the radar, and we're just going to see what happens throughout the season, how that role is taken on, and honestly, anything would be an improvement from last year in that sense. I was just hoping Mike Pettin would just be on the sidelines and yanking dude's face mask and yelling and being screaming because he's an intense guy. Maybe his first year he wants to take a look from a bird's eye view. You almost wish you had somebody down on the field. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's scarier if your coach is yelling at you face-to-face. If you're messing up and your coach is up in a booth. Exactly. You don't really feel much blame or much coaching no. if your coach actually isn't present. And sometimes position coaches are there for that constructive criticism or praise or you know, certain assignments that they're trying to implement and maybe make an adjustment. But we'll see, we'll see if that actually means anything down the road. Now, Janelle, we said family night was over this weekend. There was actually another big event that happened over the weekend as well, the second annual Mike McCarthy Olympics. What did we see from some of these quote-unquote athletes that the Packers have on their roster? After watching the video, you can check it out at uh, Packers.com. After watching this video, I think a lot of these guys really need to stick to football. (laughs) A lot of them them do not know how to hit a golf ball. One thing that I definitely noticed. Marcus Porter, I watched that... He swung once, he overswings it, I'm like, okay, you know, just just keep your head down, man. And he swings again, and I'm like, well, his head was down. And then he readjusts his knees, and I'm like, he sank lower into his stance. And he still missed it. It was ridiculous. I saw they had the uh, the dunk tank for the uh, the coaches. Actually, yeah, excuse I can see that. The, the coordinators, because Mike McCarthy said that's what the coordinators are for, is being the dunk tank, which Mike McCarthy's you know humor is pretty dry. I saw someone, they're like almost lobbing it, like a beer pong shot, you try to hit the, the dunk tank. I mean, normally, you just fire it like you're a baseball. You're supposed to hit it, like, directly. I don't know if it's it would... It's like you're trying to shoot a basket. No, and what what other events did you see out there? I, I, I can't remember the couple that I was watching. I saw a little bit of basketball, some soccer. I saw at one point Rodgers was throwing at a target with his left hand. Which I did see that. Naturally, he did hit the target. Of course. So, not surprised. But then they, I did see this, it was like a giant dartboard, and they were throwing, like, Velcro balls. Yep. You, yep, so Some of the, a I, lot of just really interesting events happening. There was a couple where, again, on that one, guys were aiming very, very well on that. I was, I mean, unless they just took some of the, be- the best video off that, but I don't know if other teams do this. It's the second annual one that Mike McCarthy's done, which is kind of surprising because he's been a coach there for how long? You would have thought this would have been an ongoing thing. I wonder if there was some reason he started doing this, if there was someone that told him. I mean, I'm trying to think of something weird would have happened before last year that made him come up with this idea. But, you know, I'm assuming you've played sports before, Janelle. Actually, I know you did because you hurt your leg in, uh, yeah. you hurt your leg in <laughs> basketball and yeah. in intramurals. I've played sports as well. It's cool to interact with your teammates outside of the lines or outside of the, the locker room, outside of the, the meeting rooms. Awesome thing that McCarthy does. It looks like it actually was out at his house nonetheless. Everybody looked like they were in, like, different team shirts. It looked like there were maybe, like, four different teams going on. But I think that, you said, you think that this would be something that's been happening a lot longer. It sounds like it's something that should continue because, like you said, we both uh, played sports growing up, and we understand that sometimes you just need off-the-field bonding, a way to kind of hang out with your teammates, get to know your team without having to be on the field with coach directions and – this is just a fun way for them to 
kind of really become a team in the field. Get to know one another and actually just, at the end of the day, just laugh at one another, swinging a golf club yeah. goofy or yeah. not be able to shoot a basketball or whatever it may be. I wonder who won. I, went, I, I, I didn't see, I was looking on Twitter, I was looking on Packers.com. I didn't see if there was a, a winner of that. I don't know if it's a just a spirit award or what it may be, but I didn't see, I didn't see a winner. Yeah, I don't see much for stats or anything. Maybe there's a reason why. But. <laughs> well, hopefully no injuries occurred from the second annual Carthy Olympics. That would be a really incredible way to uh, end someone's season. or just maybe Actually, maybe that's why Kevin King's shoulders hurt from throwing towards the, the dunk tank or throwing towards the, the Velcro dartboard. Who, who knows? The real injury was pride here. But if that's the only injury, I think we're going to be okay. Once again, everyone, for myself, I am Matt Freilich. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore FRA. You can find Janelle on Twitter as well. Janelle, where they can find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at BigMath underscore 4. If you guys want to follow along with the podcast, Twitter's the best place to get a hold of us. It's at Podcast. Find us on Google Play, iTunes, wherever else you may find your own podcast. Subscribe, please. We appreciate that. I think Andy said you could even uh, ask Alexa to play our podcast. Which, so. yeah. If, I mean, if you have an Alexa and you have that luxury, that'd be great. I wonder if Siri does the same thing. Send us a review as well on the podcast. We appreciate any feedback. Janelle and I got some feedback from some of the people we actually do these podcasts with, some fans that had listened to us, which is really, really cool. We appreciate anyone listening, any feedback. If there's ever something you want to hear us talk about, you'll be able to listen to us Tuesdays, every other Tuesday. If you have any suggestions, things you want to hear, feedback, anything really, we're very open-minded. And as always, Janelle? Go Pack Go! Six seconds to go. Ball just outside of the four. Roger shotgun looks to his right. Snap to A-Rod. Throws right side. Yes! Touchdown! And a dagger! The dagger to Andrew Paulus on the right side! Aaron pointing to the right now. Gets the snap. Looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Leaping right yes! to Bethany Yes! Touchdown Green Bay! A spectacular throw and catch to the left side of the end zone! Rodgers from the 42 New York, fourth down and two. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, scrambles right. Now, winds up, rainbows into the end zone. It is caught. Yes. Yes.